sensation and bounds built to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. Magnesium is naturally found in foods like... This is the Well and Good Podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. At this stage, you've all seen the headlines. Mothers are in crisis. Pandemic-induced anxiety is highest in new mothers. Women are dropping out of the workforce like never before. The latest reports show 42% of women with children under two have left in the last year, a quarter of which did so because of caregiving responsibilities due to the pandemic. Rising childcare costs are taking an even bigger toll on some working moms. They are being forced to give up their careers. 18 months plus into the pandemic, most people agree that parents, particularly mothers, have been bruised and battered by the almost impossible juggle of child rearing, educating, and providing. As someone without children, I really can't comprehend how they did it all and are still doing it all in so many parts of the world. It seems like mothers' well-being has taken a gigantic backseat as they focus on just making it through. I'm Kate Spees, General Manager of Well and Good, and your host of this week's episode, in which we will explore how mums are doing now. Most of my close friends have kids, and anecdotally, I know it's still tough. Many of them have children back in childcare or school, which is a huge relief, but they're still working from home, finding it tough to juggle work and home boundaries. Lots are extremely concerned about their kids' emotional well-being and the impact of the last 18 months on the whole family's mental health. But among this chaos and stress, I have also seen the most amazing resilience among my mum friends. I'm reminded of just how strong they are. So I wanted to check in with a few incredible mothers and hear about what the last two years have been like, how things are now, and plus shine a light on what we can all learn from their incredible strength. To say it's been chaotic would be a complete understatement. My name is Josephine Atlery, and I am the mother to seven children, ages five months old all the way up to 15. And I am also a mindfulness and meditation coach and author. The problem here is that we don't have any past experiences to draw from that come anywhere close to what's happening right now and how we should navigate it. So this obscurity and this unknown really creates a lot of stress and overwhelm. Josephine was already an ultra busy working mother before the pandemic hit. 
And then she found herself at home with seven kids, all with very different needs. She was also trying to protect her career and support her children's educational and emotional needs. It's fair to say that time was not something that she had a lot of. We walk into these roles and we feel like we have to do certain things. We have to live up to certain things. And these are things that we've picked up through our lives. As we were children and we watched our parents, these are things that we've picked up from reading things, from seeing our friends interact with their own children, and then just all these biases that we create for ourselves. When you think of the role of, of a mother or a parent, that word is so loaded because it comes with all these expectations. And all these things that are required of you. And now with the pandemic, now there's this whole other added layer of things that are just part of your role as this parent. And so, you know, when you're thinking about the wellness of the parent, of the mother, that doesn't really come into play as much because that feels like it's something that is personal. When we think about taking a time out or taking a time in rather for ourselves, it can be attached to so much guilt. And that's for from us, ourselves approaching it, not even the external world and what their belief is about the role of a parent and the role of wellness for a parent. We have these notions of what we need to do, what we need to perform, how we need to care for our families. And that's when this idea of wellness sort of takes a backseat because how can you fit that in when there are all these big ticket items, these priority items that are related to your family that need to get done and then doing these other things for yourself feel like they're less important and also that you don't have time to do them. This whole idea of time creates stress for people because, you know, we're, we feel like we're time poor. We don't have enough time to be parents, let alone to be individuals who need to care for themselves. For parents, now we have to navigate how we feel comfortable as a family, as a whole unit, how we feel comfortable against what the rest of society is doing and how we interact and play in those worlds. And then also having to stick to those decisions is really tough. I have five-year-old twins trying to explain it to them on their level and then explaining it to my 12-year-old twins and my 15-year-old, explaining to them the decisions that we make about what we're comfortable with as a family in terms of social interactions, in terms of schooling. And with the older kids, you're dealing with also their mental wellness and their mental well-being, which at this point, children's mental health needs to be really addressed because of the fact that we've been sequestered and don't really engage with people. Another inspiring working mother I spoke to is entrepreneur Kimberly McGlon, who agrees that parents were among the hardest hit. I think it's fair to say that moms have been the hardest hit. I mean, I think about the ways in which our work has always been dismissed or undervalued or unrecognized. And I think in a moment when so many of the already existing burdens of holding down families gets exacerbated because now the whole family is dumped into oftentimes pretty tight living quarters, I think that we kind of got buried under all of that. I am... You know, running my sustainable apparel company, Grant Boulevard, which is really interested in a new ethos in fashion design and in the industry at large. And I'm volunteering when I can. I'm the chair of an all-woman-led police commission 
uh, in Jenkintown Borough where I live. So I'm, I'm a councilwoman and part of the task of that is, is managing our police commission. And I'm a mom to a 13-year-old girl named Hana. I ask Kimberly how on earth she gets up and does it all every morning. I think sometimes if I start the day thinking about every element of what takes me through the evening in one fell swoop, it would make me so overwhelmed that I would feel dissatisfied. And I think for me, just kind of chunking it out into, you know, the things I'm managing and the things I've agreed to and honoring my commitments, it helps to hold me in a sense of balance with what I've chosen for myself in this season of my life. And I do look at this as being a season. The other thing that's often missed when it comes to the experiences of a lot of Black and Brown women, in particular moms especially, is, you know, like when we talk about the wealth gap, we talk about the privilege of having access to easy private outdoor space. And when I think about you know, the, the privilege I had in enjoying that and the privilege that my neighbors who are predominantly white had and just being able to enjoy some space to be in nature and then to be a black woman, which is how I identify and to be, you know, navigating all of the complexities of my persisting observations about American culture and the toxicities of American tradition. It, that definitely wasn't another layer of burden. And so, yeah, I think that the observation that women, particularly those of us who are moms, have had to carry a, a pretty sizable burden to try to anchor ourselves in a sense of, of place and a sense of trying to create some stability, a notion of stability when the world was feeling so chaotic. On to Claire Brown, who uses irony and satire on her popular TikTok account to highlight systemic racism and other social issues. Claire has little kids and reflected on the intense juggle the pandemic demanded of her and the mental toll it took. So the last 18 months have been wild. I'm Claire Brown. I am a digital marketer by day and I'm a content creator by night. I have two young kids. Now they are six and two. So it's been a very crazy juggling act of work and childcare and finding time for content creation, but a hobby, but it's like, it's an essential part of keeping myself balanced and keeping myself happy. I'm naturally a planner. I like to know how the day is gonna go for the most part when I wake up, but the pandemic shifted that completely. Well, I had no idea how the day was gonna go because Everybody was at home, but they still needed uh, that level of care all day. And I was working and my husband was working. And so what does the day look like and how do we fit in activities? But they're at home. The mental load was, it was a huge amount. I mean, it, it, I, mean I think it always is when you're in a heterosexual partnership, but it just compounded because you didn't have the day where you didn't have to necessarily think about childcare. I feel like work is a break, you know, from that portion of your day. I feel very lucky that I've always had really great, reliable childcare and I didn't have to think about it while I was working, but then I did for a year and yeah. it's just, you know, by the end of the day, you are burned out. And it's just not something that anybody else is gonna do for you, that planning, that delegating, you know, figuring out the day. So it was like an avalanche of responsibility that just came all crumbling down because work didn't stop. And I don't think 
we necessarily wanted it to stop. You know, we wanted to get through the pandemic, but with childcare, it was just really tough. I'm part of a mom's group and my mom's group is super white. And it was just a very different experience. I feel like for middle to upper class white moms versus poor black and brown mothers and just the shift of what their lives look like. It, it went from literally day to night in terms of just getting through the day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm sure a lot of mothers are going to have levels of PTSD and trauma from this time. What do you think is needed to help mums recover? When we think about the larger arc of the American tradition, in, in most ways, it's always been cruel to women. It's always been particularly torturous to black women. And so, you know, we look at these current things, these current conditions, to even be more specific, that we are, we're navigating. It's still a, a manifestation of just a deeply embedded larger cultural narrative arc, that this is how we've accepted that people can be treated. And I think until we remove the barrier that that no one should be treated that way, then we'll be less acceptable with anyone being treated that way. I think that we can we can really try to figure out how do we give people the room to choose how they want to show up in an environment? How do we make sure that we're offering them opportunities to center their own dreams? You know, I think so often when we build things or we run things, we, th- we think about the good of the whole. And I think what gets lost in that is what's good for the individual. And I think that there, there's some space for us to be asking women, what do you want for yourself? You know, what are you excited about right now? What's, what's your passion? What's an area you'd like to grow in? Creating a space to put that into the universe of a workspace, I think it shifts culture. And I'd like to see more work environments try to do more of that. For mums to be in a position where they can prioritise their own well-being alongside that of their family, we really need the kind of systemic shift Kimberly just described. A shift towards more support for mothers in the workforce, a change in universal access to childcare, and a general cultural understanding that we expect too much from parents without providing enough support for many of them. That kind of change takes years, generations even. So I asked Claire, where do we even start? It's something that everybody has been rallying about for generations, I feel, is you just have to support moms. And I think it starts when you're pregnant. Like you should have a more flexible working situation starting in your third trimester, you know, have paid leave, and then you should have access. Everyone should have access to safe, reliable, child care 
for their kids, whether they work or not. And then on the flip side of that, you should pay childcare workers a livable wage. It shouldn't be this sort of afterthought profession. But I mean, I think women need that feeling that they live in a society that values the work that they say is so important. You know, and I don't think even now that we've gotten that, okay, we see what you guys went through. It was so terrible. Here's how we're going to support you now and continue to support you indefinitely. I pay, what, like $350 a week for one child. So you have women who have to sacrifice good, reliable childcare you know, they might drop them off in places that they don't necessarily feel 100% about because they have to work. And that shouldn't be, that shouldn't even be a thing. We have to treat women the way we would treat a man if he was in the same situation. So many women are also providers. They're either dual providers or full providers. Like, I think we have to get past this myth that like only men are providers because women provide too. So what does a future look like where moms are able to really care for themselves and their children without guilt, reclaim their rest, their peace, and feel more supported? The pandemic certainly isn't over and the challenge for parents in relation to the pandemic certainly isn't over. So what are some things that you hope that parents can focus on for themselves and that we can all do to better support parents and the juggle that they're going through right now? Long term, it's just looking at your role in your family structure and showing importance for your well-being and modeling that for your children. Because, you know, whether or not we realize it or not, they're always picking up cues from us. And they're looking to us as a guide for how we're supposed to navigate through life. Every day brings like a new wave of understanding about the work that I'm doing and the work ahead. And I feel like oftentimes it feels like I'm on a roller coaster, right? Sometimes when I look back on this last 18 months, it's been a, it's been a lot of things. And, and even coming on this side of it, wherever we find ourselves now, you know, not unable to see the future there's still a persistent sense of a lot of joy and a lot of self-discovery. And I think that there's still a lot of anxiety about a new series of unknowns that we're waiting to see how they're going to play out. Rest was a big word for me in these last 18 months. The other big word was grace, having grace with myself, having grace with other people. I'm really hoping I can do a better job moving forward of centering is the verb rest. You know, how am I setting aside what feels like sacred time? to be in the company of the people whom I adore. I'm making sacred for myself time where I'm resting free of everyone else. I feel like there's hope and I feel like, you know, it's a new dawn for the working mom. I just, I, I encourage women to like, don't shortchange yourself. Don't say you're just a mom, right? I feel like even sometimes I'll say it, I'm just a mom. After everything that we've been through, we deserve what we want and get it. And if you want to put your kids in childcare, don't let anybody shame you. I just feel like use what happened collectively to all of us in the pandemic 
to leverage a better path forward. You know, I, I mean, if we can come together as working moms and realize that we literally have two full-time jobs and we should get credit for having two full-time jobs and what does that look like and how do we reclaim our peace and our energy? What does it look like to have a partner who is not just a helper, but is an actual partner, right? Like the woman partnered with a man is let's move beyond the helper. Over the weekend, I was with one of those very dear mum friends that I referenced at the top of the app. And she's incredible. She has worked through the pandemic. She has continued to raise and care for her two little boys, but she's definitely feeling the pinch. She doesn't have a ton of time to prioritize her own health and well-being. She understands and hears people when they say, you've got to put your oxygen mask on first and then worry about the oxygen mask of your family. But that's much easier said than done. And that has really been brought into stark contrast over the last two years. So what I hope for her and all mothers out there is that culturally we can start to really, really value mothers in the way that they should be valued and that a small silver lining from the really awful time that everyone's just been through is a greater awareness of the idea that mums need our support more than ever and we really need to be creating products, tools and services to allow that to happen. On today's show, you heard from Josephine Alturi, Claire Brown and Kimberly McGlon. This episode was produced by Taylor Camille, Ella Dove and me, Kate, along with many other hands and brains at Well and Good. As always, please don't forget to subscribe, rate and share. Mixing and scoring by our sound engineer, Joanna Samuel, and our theme music was created by Madeline Lukomsky and Matt DiDomenico. Show art was designed by Jenna Gibson and Karina Masonette. Special thanks to Jess Friedman, Jen Snyder and Cassie Wolfe.